Got a roll with the punches. Hello, everybody. It's your old friend Mike Houlihan. Welcome back to Hibernian Radio. This is show number 211, believe it or not, for Saturday, January 28th, 2023. We're brought to you by Madden Funds, Local 150, Sheehy Funeral Home, Fox's Pizza, Flood Brothers, and Guinness is good for you. Hey, what a week it's been. I got to tell you, uh, I went to the... Uh, Chili cook-off at uh, the FOP Lodge Monday night. Wow, did we have a great time. Me, uh, my son Patty, my son Bill, and my grandson Mikey. And Mikey introduced me to the queen of the parade, Casey Doherty. Oh, she's a lovely creature. And she and I and uh, Father Dan Brandt, a couple of retired coppers, were the celebrity... uh, what judges in the in the chili contest also there was the uh, the queen's court grace o'connor marzi marzi finnegan who is the daughter of my old pal uh, tommy finnegan rachel hoban and megan cahill and my grandson mikey was all over them <laughs> he's eight <laughs> but he had a good time and they were very kind to him and then i sat next to uh Casey uh, during the contest and we had a lot of laughs it's not an easy gig I I didn't realize that until I got there first of all you don't wear khakis to a chili cook-off I found that out later unfortunately Uh, but you got a sample there were 14 entries in this thing 14 and uh, they bring them up to the, the guys from the Emerald Society bring each judge a little Dixie cup with the sample of the uh, chili in it. Some were great. Some were absolute dog shit. Sorry, but they were. And 14. So that's 14 servings of chili. What's that going to do to an old butthole like me? Uh, It wasn't easy, let me tell you. But we had a lot of laughs. And uh, I want to thank Jeff Lang and, and all the gang at the Emerald Society for inviting me. And speaking of which, the Emerald Society, Jeff Lang, we're going back to the vault again tonight. So uh, we're headed to uh, back to, what year was that we saw Jeff Lang? I wrote it down and now I don't have it. I think, oh, August of 2021, we had uh, Jeff on the show and uh, we're going to replay that interview because he's a great storyteller. But he also, uh, that was previous to the, Man of the Year, when the uh, God bless the Emerald Society, they made me the Man of the Year for 2020 and 2021. And this was about a month before that. And Brona Tumulty was supposed to be our MC, but then you know, it was COVID. And, and she didn't want to be photographed without a mask on. I thought, oh, okay. So we got John Cast to do it, and he was just terrific. And uh, still my pal. Uh, and Brona, God bless her, she was did it the next year, and I was there too. So anyway, the Emeralds say we had a blast. Great to see all everybody there. I probably drank too much and acted like a, a complete jerk, but I had fun. So the, my son Billy drove me home, so I had a great time. So let's take a listen to our old pal Jeff Lang. I think he's been on the show almost as many times as Alamo, 
and we talked that night about, uh, we talked on, on Monday night about hooking up with he and Alamo in his basement with the show, and that could be a lot of fun because they've both done at least 10 interviews on our show. So anyway, give a listen. Uh, remember, it's recorded, so it was before some of the things that went down went down, but it's our old pal Jeff Lang, I think 30 years with the uh, Cook County uh, Sheriff's Police, a terrific guy and an old friend on Hibernian Media. Here it is. Well, let's get right into it. Jeff Lang, 30-year veteran of the uh, Cook County Sheriff's Police, retired now, uh, and second vice president of the Emerald Society. And and a good good friend of mine over the years been on what how many times you been on the show? Well, I think this is number five, and wow. all I have to show for it is this pen that don't write. <laughs> and, and that Guinness in front of you, I might. And Alamo Lynch gets a trip to Ireland. <laughs> I, you know, he's paying for it. <laughs> Anybody's welcome to that. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> uh, anyway, so welcome back. So great to have you here. Now we have so much to talk about. One of the things, though, I want to remind everybody, and I owe this to you and and the guys in the Emerald Society. Uh, on September 11th, yours truly is being honored as the Irishman of the Year, two years, 2020 and 2021, uh, at the annual dinner over at Gaelic Park. September 11th starts at 6, goes to 11. I don't know if I can stay up that late. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, i got to tell you. And, I, and you guys have been great to me and very honored. And that's why I, let's get out there, folks. We'd love to see all you guys there. It's going to be a blast. I'm going to do some shtick. I have some material that uh, I'm going to try out, and it should be fun. And my family's coming, and my grandchildren are coming, and actually uh, I'm going to stay at a hotel. Tim Burns has hooked us up with a hotel nearby. So I might even, you know, and Brona Tumulty is the MC, correct? Yes. From WGN. Uh, I spoke to the lovely Brona Tumulty. She is uh, very... Uh graciously accepted our invitation yeah. she will be the master of ceremonies uh, so we'll have her that night uh, september 11 61 19 west 147th oak forest yeah man of the year mike Houlihan. thank you uh, tickets are available uh, through paypal you can go to the website uh, www.emeraldsocietyofillinois.org or you can also contact tim burns if you want to use a credit card at 773-551 Five six seven one, and now uh, there, I do have something—a bit of a quibble here. Tickets must be purchased by September second. Well, well, you know that's next week, practically. Yeah, we could go if we need to extend that. That shouldn't be a problem. No payments will be accepted at the door. That's correct. Why not? Um, I, if you come there with a check, we'll work something okay, out. Okay, there you go. How about that? Yeah, I mean, why why limit yourself? What I'll do is I'll call. You're talking to an old showbiz guy. You know, you take the money any way you can get it, right? Hey, well, and it's all for a good cause. It's for a, it's a 501c3. Absolutely. It's the Irish American Police Association of the whole state of Illinois, correct? This is true. All right. And how long have you been a member? Oh, more than 30 years. No kidding. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. So I, I'm humbled and honored, and I'm really looking forward to it. But I want a crowd, you guys. So please come out and join me for a night of fun and, and doing good and, and telling some stories and having the crack. We'll be having the crack. And speaking of stories, now i, I got to acknowledge my old pal Matt Walsh is here tonight. Matt is the chief of police of the Tinley Park. He's coming on the show September 1st. 
he just came by to watch his old pal uh, uh, Jeff Lang. Yeah, Matt was uh, Matt was my boss back in the was day. Was he really? Yeah. Matt is one of those bosses that you call a boss with balls. <laughs> great Good. guy. Yeah, he is a great guy. And a great family, too. Uh, his dad, Danny, was a good friend of mine and just great people all the way around. And his brothers and everybody. So uh, glad to have He'll be tuned back in on, well, come by on, on September 1st uh, to see Matt in action on the show. He's been on before as well. Also, our old friend Daniel Kearns uh, is going to be with you, I understand, in Milwaukee this weekend at the Irish Fest? Yeah, if we can get his bond lowered just a bit, <laughs> uh, you know, or maybe we get a little electronic monitoring or something like his that. His nickname is Lil Satan. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, says, that says a lot right there. Uh, no, he's a terrific guy and a lot of fun. And um, he's handling uh, the run to remember Sunday morning. Right, right? he's very much involved in that Uh Currently, right now, he is at the uh, at the wake uh, for Ella French. Oh yeah, he's out there yeah. trying to help out as much as he can. There's He'll be a involved. big thing at Plumbers Hall tomorrow night that I'm going to. Yes, for after the funeral tomorrow, uh, local 130 to Plumbers who step up all the time. Jimmy Coyne, know him well. Who's the guy? He is Jim Coyne and the local 130 guys. Very, very gracious, very generous. They are hosting tomorrow evening, uh, and they are basically. Picking up the tab. What? Okay. So everybody, they're asking everybody, obviously, to make a donation at the door. I'm going to do that. Which I, I think yeah. uh, it, a fair donation is $50 and up. I'll be doing $100. There you go. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you and I'll raise you. I like that. Yeah, are you going to be there? I will be there. Oh, good. Okay. And I'm also going to bring a whole bunch of flyers for the Emerald Society dinner and for my trip to Ireland. I want to make every sure everybody knows about that as well. That's in October. Um, okay. Now, along, and now not only that, but while you were with the Cook County Sheriff's Police, you also met your lovely wife, Kathleen. I did. She was working there, too. She was trying to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a thing problem with her parking her car or something when she fir on her first day? Well, the first thing is she showed up late on her first day, which, you <laughs> know, shame on her. And yeah. apparently what happened Does is... she know you're doing this to her today <laughs> on the air? <laughs> She'll find out, but yeah. by the time she hears this show, we're going to be in Milwaukee <laughs> oh, anyway, so okay. it's going to be... Oh. I got a week or so okay. before. <laughs> I, I got to dodge another bullet or two. Yeah. And, you know, She's I mean. an absolute doll. <laughs> I got to tell you, you married way over your station. Absolutely. So you're, you're saying I outkicked my coverage. Yes. Eh? <laughs> yeah, she showed up late on her first day, and I, I tried to explain to her when that was at the jail that, uh, you know, you probably need to call your alderman back and tell <laughs> me he sent you to the wrong place. Who's your Chinaman? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I know who he was as soon as she came and what <laughs> ward she was from. And I'm like, no, you, you're in the wrong place. So she, yeah, she, wanted she had a Cadillac. Right? Did you tell me that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She shows up with a brand new Cadillac, and we're, <laughs> we're sitting out at the front gate and trying to explain to her, no, you, you don't park anywhere near here. It's about a block way and a half that way. There, yeah. Hey, you go over there. Yeah. So, And then it was love at first sight. Yeah. That's what she says, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. God bless her. <laughs> Hi, Kathleen. <laughs> uh, anyway, so also during your tenure, you have some stories to tell. Let's start with the Mighty Dog story. Okay. Well, I, I could tell you, but before I do that, okay. I would be remiss if I didn't. We want to say a big thank you to the Sultan of Sound, the one and only Root and Toten. of Sound. Root yeah. and Toten, Billy Wooten, okay. who is here again for us this yeah. evening, making everything Yeah, he work. wasn't here last week. Well, he was, he was, he was tired. <laughs> okay. you know, he may have been under the weather. He may have had the Irish uh, flu. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're always glad to have Root and Toten, Bill Wooten here. Yeah. And who else? 
What else you got? So you want to hear about Mighty Dog, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, before the sheriff's police had a canine unit, look at Matt Walsh. <laughs> and see, the best thing about this is, even if Matt was still on the job and I told his story, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He would acknowledge. He wouldn't suspend me or anything. Oh, okay. He would just say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, don't do it again." So, oh. and then I'd have to buy him a pint, and everything would be fine. So we're handling what we called a domestic. Ah, yeah. So Those I go are to dangerous. I was going to my domestic, and I got there, and it was domesticating already. Yeah. And the officer backing me up uh, had a tendency to bring his dog to work. <laughs> And the dog was in was the it back. A canine? Oh, it was a big dog. It was a yeah. husky. Oh, okay. Um, it wasn't a, you know, a police dog. It oh, was just okay. His dog. It was he his just brought his dog <laughs> to work. It, it was his pet dog, Mighty Dog. Yeah. That was Mighty Dog. Oh. So we go up, pounding on the back door to tell him, you know, police let us in. They let us in. And as he's coming up the stairs, Mighty Dog sees the door open. Yeah. And Mighty Dog just charges into the house. Into the domestic. Uh, and yeah. scares the bejesus out of everybody. Yeah. Mighty Dog is biting people. Oh, wow. Knocking furniture over. Uh, tore all the barking. food off ah, the kitchen yeah. table. <laughs> grabbed the drapes and ran with them. Pulled all the draperies <laughs> down. I think he broke a window. Uh, and then he also, after he ate most of the food and chased people around the house, he took a dump in their bed <laughs> the size of a pachyderm. <laughs> so... We're, we're trying to straighten all of this out. <laughs> and you basically said, if you do it again, we're bringing the dog back. Oh, there you go. We just wanted to get out of there. Get him to behave. Yeah. So we, we get out of there, and a couple minutes later, I get radio calls me and says, can you call radio? Yeah. Call radio, and they said, hey, what department backed you guys up on the domestic? <laughs> and I said, oh, nobody backed us up. We handled it. Well, somebody with a canine unit was there. <laughs> um, oh, really? They, yeah, they're beefing about the department with the canine unit. <laughs> Apparently, the dog did a lot of damage. And I'm like, I didn't see any dog. <laughs> yeah, no dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Mighty Dog became famous. Mighty Dog. And that was long before we had a canine unit. That's a riot. Yeah. <laughs> and this copper just brought his dog with him to work. Well, we, you know, we're on the third watch or the first watch back then. Who cares, yeah, you know? Uh, what time is the third? What is that? Well, well third watch is basically afternoons, and the first watch is midnight. Oh, okay. So it was, it was, I'm thinking it was probably the first watch. Yeah. Mighty Dog was probably asleep in the car during roll call, and then, you know, <laughs> off we went. And yeah. Mighty Dog <laughs> saw the door open, smelled food. And yeah. Whammo. Off he went. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Um, now, you have some other things you want to plug. Uh, well, it's interesting because myself and your good friend, a guy we'd like to call Donnelly Bill. Oh, Bill, he's going to be on the show. Billy Donnelly, great guy. September 1st or something like that. Bill, September 8th, maybe. Yeah. We're going to have him on with Matt at the same time, him and Matt doing a... I don't know yet. I'll have to figure this I out. I had opened for I'm Billy Donnelly. It's rough. I remember. Oh, yeah. Man, you know, he's the star. He's the yeah. Well, they got a Tootsie Roll drive coming yes, they up. Do. The Knights of Columbus. He's and got that's all of his corner captains he's been getting there with uh, Father Perez. And yeah. They do a great Matt job. Matt Stevens set that up. God bless him. Yeah. Great organization. You know what? Just as an aside, I saw a thing on Facebook that are congratulating Father Brandt on his 80th birthday. And I said, there's no way he's well, 80. No, you're, you're correct. He's 82. He is? 82, and he still owes me 20 bucks. I don't believe that. 82. Okay. And he still owes me. Uh, there are people here in the crowd saying no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're just busting chops with that. You know, but 82. speaking of Father Brandt, he's yes. unable to be, you know, he's our chaplain with the Emerald yeah, Society. Yeah. He's unable to attend the dinner dance again this year. Uh, again. And, you know, God bless the good father, uh, Bill McFarlane. 
Um, oh yeah. He's actually the chaplain of Chicago sure. Fire Department. He, his his Canaryville guy. Cousin's been on the show. Rich McFarland. Great account. guy. Yeah. He's graciously accepted to oh, stand in. Yeah. I had found out that Father Dan and his good friend uh, Lori Lightfoot will be on a canoe trip <laughs> up in Michigan <laughs> that weekend, and he, he won't be able to make it. Oh, so, wow. so Father Bill's going to step in. Uh, okay, for good. So we yeah. got that going. Yeah. For yeah. Okay. <laughs> now there was no dinner last year. No. Yeah. No. So you haven't had it in two years. These well, guys are going to be We told them the that Mike Holohan was the Irishman of the year, and all of a sudden they shut the city down. <laughs> yes. It's insane. Um, all right. Now, how about a, how about the clam dippity well, story? Before, me, okay, before you get to Let me finish on uh, Bill Donnelly, our okay. Donnelly Bill. Yeah. Well, we just came back. We're up in St. Paul for Irish Fair, and we got to see our good friends, the Wild Colonial Boys, and Adam Kulong dropped their new album, uh, Remote Rule Your Bull Ya phenomenal album uh i don't know how many they have out now they've got several they did a great job and we got to meet some new friends up there how we, did you meet those guys that group i met them the wild first colonial boy, uh, boys b-h-o-y-s yeah. yes the wild first time boys. i had had uh, a couple of their cds so i knew about their music yeah i was up in st paul a few years ago for a national conference of emerald societies ah. and being that they were from st paul they were kind enough to perform for us yeah and after one of the shows, sat down having pints with them, and I worked out an agreement with Adam Kulong, their front man, to yeah. come down here and do our party. Terrific. And they were great about it. Yeah. You know, they, they have some other gigs going in the Chicagoland area at that time, out in Aurora, Downers Grove. So they squeezed us in, which was great. So we went up to see them, had a great Last time. Last weekend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, we met uh, the lovely uh, Jane Abridi, who's on the board with Irish Fair up in St. Paul. Okay. And their board and their volunteers did a wonderful job up there. Yeah. Just an outstanding weekend. So they got a good Irish fest in oh, St. Paul. Oh, it was very, very good. Yeah. Very good. They had some great bands up there. Uh, the Young Dubliners were there, Belfast Cowboys, uh, some really, really good shows. And they also have, at their Irish fest, Guinness and Harp. And Smittics on tap. Yeah, you told me. It's a great yeah. time. Yeah. Now you're going to Milwaukee this weekend. Uh, yes, Milwaukee's back. We'll yeah. be back in yeah. Milwaukee for Irish Fest. We're going to see our friend Katie Grennan. That's right. Gaelic, Gaelic Storm. Storm, who is also the musical guest on my tour of Ireland, October 20th to 27th. Tickets are available. Uh, check it out on. Yeah, we got an ad in the Irish American News this month. You can get all the information. Very nice story. Get to meet Katie and everything. Yeah. So we'll be up there for that, and also we'll uh, be doing a little volunteer work for uh, the good people of Jameson Irish Whiskey on Sunday. Cool. So we'll be uh, assisting them and selling or refilling glasses, if you will, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So bartending. Yeah, yeah, we'll be a little bartending, if you yeah. want to call it that. Yeah. So. And then, of course... It's charity work. It is. Yeah. It's, it's thirsty work <laughs> is actually what it yeah. is. And then, of course, Daniel Kearns will show up, and it'll all go to hell. <laughs> so, you know. But we'll we, say we, we do what we can, yeah. really. Okay. Uh, you know, speaking of Katie Grennan, she's in our film uh, In Search of Weeping Jim, uh, which is going to premiere September 24th as the kickoff film of our seventh annual Irish American movie, Hooli. I encourage everybody to come out there because we're claiming the Chicago flag for the Irish diaspora. If you didn't know... Uh, the Irish, the Chicago flag is the product of a young man at the time, uh, Weeping Jim Kearns, who introduced the legislation that Chicago should have its own flag in 1915. So uh, it's all about him. Uh, but Katie is, Katie's been on four trips to Ireland with us, and she's going uh, with us again in October. So good friend, good friend, and a big-time talent. And uh and the Gaelic Storm is a terrific group as well. They're outstanding. We're using two of their songs in our film, 
actually. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go no. ahead. No, that's all. That's all good. I, a Gaelic storm, the Wild Colonial Boys, and the Saw Doctors. I, if you're Saw Doctors are also in our film. How did I know that? Yeah. <laughs> say, say that, Holy. I put yeah. that one on the T for yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. They, thank even you. Billy liked it. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> okay. Now, here's what I want to put out. What about the clam dippity story? Uh, yeah, well, I'll clean this one up for you. Okay, please. Because uh, last week we got caught there. <laughs> Somebody snuck something past us. <laughs> Jimmy Davy. <laughs> okay. Things happen. Yeah. Well, again, this is domestic in nature. And, of course, we get there and the people were domesticating already. And somebody what, hit what do you mean you say? Do, they're, they're beating the crap out of each other or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're not seeing eye to eye. Yeah. You know, kind of okay. And the, uh, the, be the husband or the boyfriend or maybe daddy, whatever his role was at that yeah. time, had been hitting the side of the head with the smooth. <laughs> smooth. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's how you iron your clothes. Oh yeah, okay, that's yeah. the smooth. Right? Uh, iron, yeah. So he had a smooth. He had a knot like you know you see on the Flintstones after they get <laughs> in, right? One of those things going on. And, and you guys get there. Yeah, so yeah. and they're screaming and hollering. So the first thing you want to do is separate the, yes. the two combatants, and you yeah. don't want to be in the kitchen at any point in time. Cause, yeah, cause there's know, knives there. You know, yeah. It's yeah. never good. Yeah. So you got a couple other guys backing me up, and I go and I talk to the young lady first, and. Wanted to get her side of the story, and I asked if she had hit him with the smooth, and she the said, smooth. of course I did, and she told me why, and I'm, I'm just going to say this in my uh, inflection. I'm not going to use anybody else's when I say this, but she did it because her story was that he came home the other night, and he gave her the, the clamdipity. <laughs> and I said, well, where did he get the clamdipity from? <laughs> and she said, from that trifling hoe that lives down there in the cutty sark. Uh, and did she mean chlamydia? Yes. There's different languages in different parts of, <laughs> of Cook County. He gave me clamdipity. <laughs> there you go. Okay. He gave me the clamdipity. <laughs> and he t told me that she lived down in the cutty sark. Uh, what? That's, that? a, that's a cul-de-sac. Oh, it's okay, a, the cutty sark. <laughs> down there in the cutty sack. <laughs> yes. So armed with this information and a few other little tidbits, then I go and I talk to the gentleman, and I said, The gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gave her the clamdipity. Yeah, I, <laughs> I said to him, what happened? And he said that, you know, she had whacked him in the side of the head with the smooth. And I said, yeah, she admitted to that. And I, I said, but did you have it coming? Yeah, good for you. And he says, well, <laughs> office, what do you mean? Office. Office. <laughs> I says, well, you know, I said, just let me ask you a question. You weren't messing around with that girl from down there in the Cuddy Sark, were you? He goes, <laughs> in the cutty he goes, yeah. I go, dude. How'd you know? Dude, yeah. she got the clam dippity. <laughs> he goes, why you didn't tell me, office? <laughs> I said you didn't ask me. Ask me. And that was the end of it. He oh. apologized. And oh, then she he was certainly in every right to hit him with the smooth. <laughs> so he got the whack with the smooth, and we had a good time, and we probably went and had coffee. After oh, that. that's great. You know what? I just want to mention Sunday, I was at Mass at St. Luke's with my son Patty and his kids and sitting right behind us, Kevin Forrest. Wow. And I didn't realize it until we get to the sign of peace and I turn around, it's Kevin Forrest. I went, oh, holy cow. And he goes, hey, hey. So Emerald shout out Society to him. Emerald Society board member, phenomenal drummer, member of the Pipes and Drums at the Emerald Society. A great kid. Chicago Police Department, yeah. great guy. Yeah. And he's a detective he, now. He's with the Lions Police Department. Yes, he Department. is. But yeah. the, name of the, the whole name of the band is... Pipes and drums at the Emerald Society, Chicago Police oh, Department. Okay. I always say the whole name. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 okay. there's other bands running around. So sure, of course. You know. Yeah. 
or marching around with you know. Anyway, he's a good guy. He is really good. One of my he lives in Forest Park. Yes, yeah. he's one I of my students. I taught him at the academy. Uh, yeah, I know. He told me. Another <laughs> one of my guys made good. Yeah. So you got a lot on your plate these days. Uh, and you're traveling all over the place. You went to St. Paul. You're going to Milwaukee. You, you like to go to the Irish Fest, obviously. You're obviously. an aficionado of Irish well, music. We, we get all the other groups from all the other Emerald Societies that are there. So you get the network reconnect see what they got going, see what we got going, set up events that we could do together. Um, it it, it kind of keeps everything kind of going in the right direction kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and everybody likes to have a pint or two. Absolutely. Well, what exactly, I, I, the Emerald Society is the Irish American police officers, basically, right? That's correct. Uh, and it's a 501c3, so they're doing charitable work and stuff like that, or is, I, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, pretty much as fast as it comes in, it goes out. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, yeah. You try to you try to make money when you run an event, sure. so we can write a check to help somebody out in yeah, the future. Yeah, yeah, you know that's uh, that's basically what's going on right now. Yeah. You know, it, with everything it being canceled for the last year or so, oh, yeah. a lot of organizations are hurting because there's a lot of great police organizations out there. Yes, you know the Polish, you know the Papa and the Germans, yeah. you know with oh, GAPA. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we do a combination event every October with GAPA, German American Police oh, Association. Oh, that's a great idea. Up at the Donk House on the north side. Yeah. Uh, you know, and everybody's got their organization, and you try yeah. to support one another, whether it be a golf outing, a, a dinner dance, or, yeah. you know, something to that effect. And, uh, you know, we actually have members of our organization that belong to GAPA. So oh, sure, there are members of both. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, is Jimmy Clunan playing uh, Saturday night at September 11th? The Clunster and Friends the will and be friends. there. Okay. We'll be there. Yes, oh. Jimmy is going to be... Uh, uh, playing to entertain everybody and the pipes and drums of the Emerald Society Chicago Police Department. Oh, good. They will be there as well. Oh, terrific. I'm looking forward to it, i got to tell you. And there will be Guinness on tap, and I, I, I'm saying this because I'm counting the empty pint glasses that are in front of you right now. And Somebody said to me that they weren't going to open the bar till I was done speaking. I thought, well, I'm going to have to talk fast. Yeah, Tim Burns probably told you that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's our buddy Sorrell, basically. You know, He writes all those silly jokes. Okay. I know he does. He mm -hmm. sends them to me. Or he finds. I don't you'll know. Hear, you'll hear some more of them uh, tonight later in the show. More Tim Burns jokes? Yeah. He sends me jokes every week, God bless him. Usually Homer. Right. Yes. Well, what I do is I wait till the end of the show, if like I'm laying in bed getting caught up on the show, oh, and, and then as soon as I get to Timmy's jokes, I'm out like a light. Works every time. <laughs> Works every time. Uh, some people say that's the best part of the show. <laughs> uh, all right. One more story. The 850 grand in the hotel closet. Uh, so we're in a, a four. Now, you know what? Let me just back up. One of my favorite stories you told, you were doing a lot of undercover work. What, what was that, in the 70s and the 80s? Well, I went on a job in 1986. Okay, in the 90s. I then. probably started working undercover in 94. Yeah. You know, in around there. And, and you were like undercover as like a drug dealer kind I, of a I thing. I bought dope. I bought guns and did mur murder for hires and, you know, did money laundering cases wow. and stuff like that. So, uh, My favorite story is the, the, big, the big shot uh, gang leader or whatever. He's got this tricked-out truck, <laughs> and you guys are sitting there. Of course, you're just waiting to give the signal to bust him. He was so proud of that truck. And he says, someday maybe you'll have one of these. And oh. you're thinking, 
I'm going to have this one. <laughs> he showed me, you know, I, we already did the deal. It was done, and uh, I'm, I know what's going on outside. They're waiting. Why didn't I give the signal? <laughs> and I'm outside with him, and he's showing me all the little toys, and you, uh, you got to get, I go, you know what? I'm going to get one of these just like this one. <laughs> then I hit the button. And, <laughs> and now it's mine. Yeah, he was, oh, he was very disappointed with me. <laughs> very disappointed. All right, so I didn't mean to interrupt, though. 850 grand in a hotel closet. What's the deal so with that? So we're a four-person task force. And it, Phil Klein from Chicago was our boss, the great Phil, another great guy, Phil Klein. Oh, yeah. um, does a lot of stuff with the 100 Club. But anyway, Phil was a, a big-time boss with CPD at the time. And me and my partner got detailed to work with two of his guys on a hotel-motel inter interdiction unit. Yes. And we wound up seizing a lot of cash. It's a, it's a long story how to get to this point and what we had to do, the way we had to run the investigation. But we're out at Midway Airport one day at one of the hotels. And we're just following up on uh, basically a tip. And there really didn't seem to be anything there. Yeah. So my partner. You guys just go up and knock on the door? Or yeah, what? you just knock on the door and we introduce ourselves and ask if we can come in. Flip the button at him. And How you doing? Yeah. You know, investigator Lang, Sheriff's Police. We know you, this got nothing to do with you, but uh, <laughs> we, we got a, a call from a guy. It, 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 look, we want to go and have a couple of beers and go play golf, and our boss is giving us a hard time. Yeah. If you could just let us in, we could clear this up. Yeah. Well, then we're in. Oh, they let you in. Well, my partner is up in the room, and he finds they were downstairs. Yeah. They're the two bad guys. Sure, you brought them down to the. My car partner room. opens up the closet door, and there's nothing in there but money. Yeah. So he calls down right away, and he says, "Hey, this has got to be an integrity check." <laughs> they walked out of here, and there's oh, they're just, setting us up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it turned out there was about eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the closet. Wow. And it was all sealed up in packages, and yeah. they were getting ready to move it, and we just we walked in at the right time. Wow. <laughs> and their downfall was the night before they picked up a prostitute, <laughs> and they brought her to the room. She ratted them out. And she got grabbed up doing something else subsequent to yeah. that, and she said, I'll give you, I'll give you this. Yes. And the guys that she gave it to didn't buy it. So yeah. they called somebody else who didn't buy it, who called us, ah. and we weren't doing nothing. So yeah, just knock on the door. <laughs> we go knock on the door. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. All right, now there's another story that you told me that I think is hilarious. Um, what's the name of that uh, motel way south? Uh, people go, swingers go there to have like oh, crazy. The, the, the the Sybaris. The Sybaris, yes. right, right. Billy's been there. <laughs> Billy's a frequent flyer, apparently. <laughs> Boy, so, yeah, this is how you wake up rooting, tooting Billy Wooten. Yes. You talk about the Sybaris. <laughs> so you guys get a call to go to the Sybaris, and they have these hanging Chinese baskets, which is some sign of Billy's going to correct you and say <laughs> it's a Taiwan basket. Okay, Watch. a Taiwan yeah, basket. I think he knows. And unfortunately, the, the lady who was trying it out was a little overweight. <laughs> she was about four spins, <laughs> <laughs> and she the thing broke and the whole ceiling came down. Right, <laughs> and this is another one of those things. We're, we're on I the first that. watch, you yeah. know, again, which is midnights, and yeah. it's like a Monday, or, and there's nothing going on, mm -hmm. just riding around and riding around, and we get a call at the Sybaris, a person screaming for help. <laughs> we never get a call there. Yeah. Everybody's going. I sure, everybody's like, come on, let's check I this think out. the lieutenant left the district to come up <laughs> yeah, there, right? Yeah. You know, he put his shoes on, he had one <laughs> shoe on. Right? Anyway, we all go flying up there, and <laughs> they let us through the security gate, 
And there's this, looked a lot like Billy, standing outside <laughs> screaming for help, right? So we, we walk oh, in. Her boyfriend was outside. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, because she was stuck, right? Oh, she was stuck. Yeah. In so, the basket. Yes. So yeah. we walk in, and there she is, and she's in the basket, and, you know. Well, it's all, now on the floor. All of these folds are, like, hanging <laughs> out of the, <laughs> the basket. And it wasn't my job because it wasn't my beat. Yeah. So I'm, oh, this is, this is terrible, you yeah. know. We're trying to calm the guy down, and the two old guys on the watch, they walk over by the pool. It's one of the swimming pool suites. Yes, yeah. They take their boots off. They roll up their pants. They put these their were firemen, right? Oh, oh these were guys that oh. I was working with. Okay. Firemen ain't, listen, the firemen weren't there yet. They were still asleep. We'll, okay. we'll get to them. Yeah. They're another 10 minutes out. You okay. know, they got to wake up. they got to put the coat on. they got to walk the dog. <laughs> Somebody got to start the truck, right? <laughs> So the oh. two guys I'm working with, they got their feet in the pool now, and they're <laughs> drinking a guy's champagne. And they're like, come here, kid. It ain't your job. Sit down. Yeah, well, they call you over. Yeah, so I <laughs> sit down, put my feet in the pool, and watching the show, because you could see the, there show. Was, the, the thing is, you know, getting ready to, it's yeah. coming down. There's a little plaster falling. Oh, yeah. Well, not a fire guys get there. Oh, she hadn't fallen through oh, yet. Oh, oh she's, she's, still, she's just stuck in the basket. Best part of the second best part of the show. <laughs> so now... Exit stage, enter stage left. Here come the hose draggers. Ah, they the firemen. Yeah. They brought their trucks and everything. They come through the door. They got the hats, the coats. They got those axes and picks. Not a lady screaming bloody murder because she thinks the firemen are going to start chopping and her she's out. she's naked probably in the Oh, it in wasn't pretty, Louie. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. Well, why? So they get a guy there, and he makes a decision that they should start cutting the side of the basket. Uh, and, yeah. you know, huh. You know, the fire department are wonderful guys. I'm not saying anything bad about them. As he starts to cut, that thing cuts loose. Oh. Down she comes and with the, the plaster, with yeah. the ceiling. She hits the bed, blows the sides off the bed. <laughs> and I'm looking at the two guys next to me, and I won't mention any names because Matt knows who they are. And they go, you see that, kid? Best part of the first watch. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> that is a great story. Oh, boy. <laughs> That was when you had just started out on the job, huh? Yeah, we, because yeah, it wasn't that long because we were still rotating backwards every twenty-eight days. So okay, yeah, we're still on the six and two, and you know you, oh yeah, it was tough rotating every twenty-eight days. But every now and then you'd get a night like that, something fun <laughs> would happen, and you know. And you're still talking about it. Oh, those are one thirty-five, of, forty years later. That's, that's one story. of the stories you'll never forget. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. I didn't forget it. Um, well, that's funny, funny stuff. Now. Over the course of the 30, well, now it's been a little, it would be 30, four, 35 now. 35 years, five years. Wow. Yeah, bless you. Um, what are you doing with yourself now? You're doing a lot of work with the Emerald Society. Lots of work with the Emerald Society. I'm still taking care of your good friend Bailey the Beagle. Oh, that's right. And her yeah. sister Katie the Spaniel. And Allison Irv. Yep. Yeah. Mom, Mom Two of my favorite people. Listening. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they'll be absolutely positively listening. Um, Doing a lot of projects around the house and, you know, keeping busy, trying to get my work in every day. And You're a busy guy. Yeah. I'm busier now than I was when I was working. I'll no tell kidding. You that. Yeah. Um, well, I want to encourage everybody, if you don't know Jeff, you can come and meet him at the Emerald Society dinner September 11th. Are you going to speak that night? Uh, well, I would prefer to have the lovely Brona. Oh, Brown at But yes, I will. Yeah. Uh, I will be doing some speaking. Uh, I'll probably introduce you. Okay. And then you can get up there and do your Make address. Make a fool of myself. Four score and, you know, 2,000 yeah. years ago. Okay. And 
Have I got a time limit for this? No, you can go as long as you want. Oh, well. If we go past, like, the 11 o'clock, they really don't care. Uh, I'm not going to go. But uh, Tim Tim Burns told me they're not going to open the bar until I'm done speaking. Yeah. Oh, that will be a stampede. Yeah. The, the bar will be open because the Guinness is already paid for. Good. Okay. Uh, and we can thank our good friends Tom Cody and Mike Shaughnessy, who treat us to the Guinness every year. God bless them. You know, I just saw Tom was celebrating his anniversary. Yep. Uh with his what's her Carol his, Carol yes she's a trip the lovely Carol yeah and, and they were not married that long ago maybe nope. five six years ago or something like that yeah. I don't know I Father Dan married him he was oh. Father Dan was only seventy six then so <laughs> that's, that's that's about right that's about right you guys are terrible right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway we wish uh, Carol and Tom Cody the best uh, congratulations on their anniversary but they'll be there uh, I'm sure yes, at the they dinner. Will. I'm looking forward to seeing all you guys. And and uh, and uh, Tim Burns said there's an Emerald Society from out of town coming. Uh, I know there's some guys from Cleveland. Oh, that's cool. Uh, coming. They'll be staying yeah. at the hotel that you're at. Yeah. So, uh, it'll you didn't have to mention that. It'll probably be <laughs> a lot of action in the hallways afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have my kids and grandkids there, so uh, I'll be snoozing by that. But there may be some other Emerald Societies that come in, it, you know. That's so they do. So uh, Emerald societies support each other. Absolutely. That's terrific. Yeah, when St. Louis uh, had their 20th a few years ago, uh, and they actually came from our charter, we went down there and uh, did a presentation and hung out with them. And that's actually a phenomenal Emerald Society in St. Louis. In St. And so you guys compare notes on what are you doing, here's what we're doing. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Any final words? Any, uh, anything else? Well, it would be great if we see everybody at the dinner dance September Absolutely. 11 at Gaelic please, Park. Come please. and see the lovely Brona Tumulty and yeah. the man of the year, Mike Houlihan. Do you know where she's from in Ireland? She's from the north somewhere. I can tell by her accent, but I don't know where. We'll have to ask her. Okay. Yeah. But she is, she is lovely. And I'm so glad you got her. And you just went in and asked her. It was simple, right? Well, I, I, I was actually sitting by a pool having a pint, yeah. trying to figure out who we could get. Yeah. And I had seen her on Channel 9, yeah. WGN, That's who she and I thought her. that would be perfect. perfect. Yeah, so I called Mike Houlihan, okay. who put me in touch with her, and lo and behold, I get a call one evening from the lovely Brona. Yeah. I'm sitting on charming. the front deck of the house with the wife, uh, me and Kathleen, are having yeah. a drink with yeah. Bailey the Beagle and Katie yeah. the Spaniel, <laughs> and the phone rings. Oh, I don't know who it is, so I answer it. Yeah. Yes, she says, is this Jeff? I said, yeah. it is. This Brona. I said, Brona. So uh, we had, uh, she was having a drink at the time. Oh, really? Uh, God bless her. Yeah, so yeah. we had about a 20-minute conversation. And yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're very, very happy that she's uh, being very gracious with her time, and we're looking very forward to having her on. Well, it's just a smart move for her to meet all the police, too, and she's working the beat on the street all the time. And, and she covers a lot of the crime stuff, too. I mean. Yeah, I've seen her out there in Englewood and a bunch yeah. of other places. Yeah. And, it ain't Ireland, honey. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, pal. Thank you so much. We'll see you September 11th, unless we see you before then, at the Emerald Society annual gala dinner at, at Cork and Cary. Get your tickets now. Go to emeraldsocietyofillinois.org. I believe that's right. That's correct. And, uh, and join me. Uh, and we'll have a lot to say about policing and the Houlihan family and everything. You know, I had two uncles that were cops, and I'll be talking about them as well. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's 
you know, that doesn't happen more than once in your life. So this is it for and me. And basically, you're getting it twice. Yes, exactly. I'm getting two years. Yeah, what the heck? It's a bonus. So as a parting thought, let's just ask everybody to please keep in our prayers and our thoughts. Ella French. Oh, please. Thank you so much for that. Carlos Yanez, yes. who's still fighting for his life. Absolutely. And Josh Blass, their, the third partner on that car, uh, who did a wonderful, wonderful job. And he's lost a partner, and he has another partner fighting for his life. And he went and caught the third guy. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. And these families and these people, their lives have been changed forever. Mm. And, uh, you know, we, we owe him a debt of gratitude. God bless him. And these uh, idiots running the city are calling her Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah, isn't that nice? Unbelievable. Isn't that nice? And then some jerk. They were had the bagpipes there and goes, We don't have time for this and all this other you know and the, Nice, huh? You know, unbelievable. And you know, we had a couple of our friends down there that were, were playing pipes. Our friend John Sullivan and yeah. Johnny Harmoning. I know John. Sure. And, yeah. and John's been on the yeah. show, sure. And, and you and you got a boss or an alleged boss. He, he got I I don't know the guy, but he's got all of these medals on. He looks like some kind I of, saw that idiot. Yeah, he looks like a Colombian what? general. Hey, where did that guy come from? He's got all this well, I'm, I'm assuming he was some sort of administrative guy somewhere. Oh, those are butt kissing awards. It just made me sick. And he's the guy who said that. Yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, the Chicago the morale's gotta be I tell him, hang in there. God bless them all. We you guys are always in our prayers. Keep doing what you're doing, pal. Uh, I'm looking forward to September 11th. and uh, It'll be a grand evening. Thank you, buddy. God bless you. We're going to take a little break here on Hibernian Radio right after these messages from our friend. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Hey, everybody. This is Charlotte Houlihan. Don't touch that dial. My grandpa will be right back some more Hibernian radio. He said something about seeing a man about a horse. Sounds like I'm actually going to get that pony after all. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News, we've always been green. Cops and firefighters risk their lives almost every day. So they shouldn't have to risk their hard-earned dough in any get-rich schemes or the blather of old pals in the real estate biz. And good luck trying to figure out the stock market or cryptocurrency or even economics 101 when you come home exhausted at the end of your shift. What you need is somebody you can trust. And they're in short supply these days. Hey, take it from me. I've lost fortunes in showbiz because I thought I was smarter than everybody else and I wound up bankrupt and broke. It took me a long time to decide to find a friend I could trust who had my family's best interests at heart. 
That friend was my late pal, Joe Madden. I met him as he passed the basket at St. Luke's, and I'd turn my pockets inside out as he came to my pew, and I'd say, I'm tapioca. He laughed, but didn't stop him from supporting my films and showbiz endeavors over the years. Joe Madden had my back. A few years before he died, Joe started Madden Funds with his sons, Mike and Danny. The Maddens and Houlihans have been pals for a long, long time. They can advise the best path for your investments. Madden Funds will have your back, too. Need advice on your 401k or your rollover IRA? You can trust Madden Funds to help you protect and grow your investments now and in your family's future. Go to their website, maddenfunds.com, or call Mike or Dan Madden at 708-848-3200 and tell them who Lee sent you. And we are back. That was the one and only Jeff Lang. And he'll be back. He'll be back on the show. Don't you worry about that. We're talking about maybe early in summer we'll do one in his basement uh, with Alamo. They can both uh, tell us some stories. That's what the show is all about. Shanaki stuff. Uh, you know, we have a friend, our friend uh, Kevin O'Shea, who is having a concert at the uh, Gaelic Park coming up. Sunday, February 26th. We're going to be plugging that in a minute. But I have a song here, because we've got a bit more music in the show, uh, by the uh, Derek Wolf- Warfield and the Young Wolf Tones. It's Celtic Symphony. Now, some people say Celtic Symphony. But it got a lot of controversy about it during the uh, the uh, World Cup, because the girls' team, when they won, they played this song, and all the goo-goos went nuts because it refers to up the Ra and but the song's about Irish football. Give me a break, but it, just to show you what idiots these goo-goos are, and they had to apologize. They're just so stupid. I'm so sick of woke jokes. Anyway, let's give a listen to that's which is a classic, and it's also in my film uh, in Search of Weeping Jim. I'll tell you a funny story trying to get the rights to that song. And I got a phone number for Brian Warfield in, in Ireland, and I just called him. He answers the phone. I says, is this Brian Warfield? Yes, it is. I said, hey, you know what? We want to use your the song, Celtic Symphony, in our film. Uh, I'm Mike Houlihan with Hibernian Media, and we're doing this. And he goes, I said, he goes, great, you can use it. I said, well, what's it going to cost us? He goes, ah, no, anything for the Hibernians. <laughs> I said, well, this ain't the same Hibernians, but I'll take the deal. And God bless him, he did. I mean, and so, and it's his brother, Derek, that was the Wolf Tones, but his Derek, brother, Derek, performs with the Young Wolf Tones, and this is the Derek Warfield and the Young Wolf Tones doing Celtic Symphony. Give it a listen. It's a terrific tune. <laughs> And I could see his evil eye 
was uh, the Young Wolf Tones with Derek Warfield doing Celtic Symphony. They're going to be at Gaelic Park for the Irish Rebel Music Fest on Sunday, February 26th. My pal Kevin O'Shea is putting this on. He is a uh, philanthropist who brings Irish musicians to Chicago, puts them up at his beautiful house in Elmhurst, and uh, treats them like a king, and then he gets them gigs in Chicago land, and it's a terrific idea. We're actually in March, March 16th, we're going to have uh, Suzanne Toomey, who's coming in from Ireland, and she's from Australia as well. And we booked her, Brendan O'Brien has booked her into uh, uh, Riley's daughter, and we're going to do the radio show that night right there when she does her. So put that in your calendars. But for now, we hope to see you on Sunday, February 26th at. Uh, 6 to 10 p.m. Gaelic Park. Tickets are 50 bucks. It's a cash bar. There's a 50-50 raffle. There's several other Irish bands. 
who else is playing? Oh, Kieran Byrne, the Chancers, and the Chicago Garda Pipes and Drums with their old pal Tommy Harrion and uh, Bruce Quintos. So that's going to be a hell of a concert, and it's all to benefit Danny Golden, the copper who was shot over on the south side last summer and got paralyzed. This is all to help him and his family, so it's for a great cause. Get on out there. The charity benefit, the Irish Music Fest, for Derek Warfield and the Young Wolf Tones on Sunday, February 26th from 6 to 10 at Gaelic Park. Okay, now, Billy, you know... I'm walking down Western Avenue and looking in the window of Ken's Raw and Hearts, any of those great Irish saloons. I see the ghost of my old pal, Jimmy Goff, through the mist. He says to me, Hey, holy! Who died? Dr. John O'Malley, 75. Uh, John was born October 1st, 1947. Uh, just an amazing guy. He had a prof- profound desire to help children and served for many years in a volunteer capacity as a guardian advocating for those with no other advocates. He was known to all as a wonderfully devoted father, grandfather, brother, uncle, and friend. He never met a stranger. He's never short of stories to tell. His sense of humor was unparalleled, as was his deep faith. John was a devout Roman Catholic and served as a true and faithful servant for life until death, every day, exemplifying a sincere and heartfelt love for Christ. He was preceded in death by his beloved mother, Anna, his father, Patrick, his sister, Mary, his brother, Patrick, and his brother, Edward. He survived by his five great kids, Anna, Patrick, Sean, Mary, and Kathleen. God rest his lovely soul, Dr. John Martin O'Malley. Also, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to do these in the right order. Okay, Uh, Pat... Pat O'Gorman, 88, God bless him, a native of Mulla, County Clare, Ireland, beloved husband of 55 years to the late Mary Rose O'Gorman, loving father of Adrian, Colleen, Patrick, and Rosaline. Pat left Ireland at the age of 17 by way of Toronto to New York, then Detroit before settling in Chicago. He made a life for himself working in construction before meeting the love of his life. From there, Pat and Rose built a life together raised a family, and worked side-by-side as he built his own successful business, building custom homes for over 60 years. Pat was an avid fan of the Chicago Blackhawks and spent many nights at the games in the old barn. Pat was a family man who worked hard all his life and was very strong in his faith. And Billy the Wake was handled and the funeral arrangements were done by Sheehy, where all the right people go. And William Galuli. Age 84, retired pipe fitter with the Union Local 597, devoted father of Liz, Bill, and Tim. Uh, God rest his lovely soul, Bill Galuli. Uh, and Billy, once again, funeral arrangements were handled by Sheehy. Where the right people go? And then finally, another one that PJ gave me this, this week. Um, oh, wait, here's another one first before I get to that one. Connie Patricia Shaughnessy, age 60. That's too young, Connie. Loving mother of Patricia and Robert Shaughnessy. Fond aunt of many aunts and uncles. Friend to many. And she was also waked at Sheehy's or all the right people go. I should have a drink here with me, you know. Joseph Cromulus, 75. Now this guy is an interesting character. He was known all around Chicago as the walking man. Excuse me. 
And a homeless guy had a big head of hair and he would just, and he never bugged anybody. <clears throat> just walk up and down the loop all the time. And everybody recognized him. And then some bum lit him on fire while he was sleeping. The guy was 75, Joseph Kramolis, the walking man. Uh, he died. This guy lit him on fire while he was sleeping on Lower Wacker, Lower Wabash. Poured gasoline on him, ignited the blaze and ran away, prosecutors have said. It was recorded on security cameras. The guy's name, what's his name, the piece of crap who did this? Guardia. Uh, he, he's now going to be up for on murder charges, I'm sure. Anyway, the walking man lived another seven months after this guy torched him. But he did just die back in December. The thing I'd like to point out is uh, Father Scott Donahue at Mercy Home just felt they had to do something for this guy because he's a Chicago icon, the walking man. He got together with Catholic cemeteries of the Archdiocese and our old friend Terry Sullivan at Sullivan Funeral Home in Hinsdale. And they gave the guy a proper send-off. And he was cremated and his ashes will be interred. So say a prayer for the walking man. Now we can close up the crypt. <laughs> Billy, and we'll be right back after these messages from our friend. With a history going all the way back to 1896, the International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish-American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150, and we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish-American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150. One hundred and ten years ago, Roger Sheehy started his family business with his sons. Sheehy's have handled a lot of Southside Irish families since then, mine included. When my late brother Willie died, my brother Danny and I went out to meet with Bob Sheehy to discuss the wake and funeral. Bob and Jimmy Sheehy are quite simply the best. But there's something else about the Sheehy's. Willie was a bachelor. He died alone. The nurses at Northwestern gave me his belongings when I went to pick up his stuff after his death. They gave me his wallet, clothes, and some cash that was on him when he died. As Danny and I discussed what suit to bury Willie in, I handed the cash, 88 bucks, to Bob Sheehy, and I said, put this in his pocket before the wake. Danny looked at me funny, and I said, just some walking around money in case he needs it wherever he's going. But Bob Sheehy said, of course. He knew I was grieving in my own way for probably my favorite brother. I'll never forget that. Sure, the Sheehys were great through the whole thing, and as I did Willie's eulogy at Christ the King, I saw Bob standing in the back of the church, laughing along with the rest of our family as I told some Willie tales out of school. I will never forget that. And when I die, I know my old friends Bob and Jimmy Sheehy will be keeping an eye out for me and my family. They are the best in the business. 
Sheehy's been helping Irish families on the South Side for a long, long time. Just like their father and grandfather before them. Sheehy, where all the right people go. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News, we've always been green. Hey folks, Charlotte Houlihan here. Did you know that Hibernian Radio is now streaming worldwide on Global Irish Radio? Every Saturday night at 7 p.m. or 1 a.m. in Ireland. Yes, the Irish are always way ahead of us. Check it out at globalirishradio.com or capital G-I-R dot I-E. Southsiders have always known where to get the best pizza on earth. Fox's Pizza. For over a half century, the Fox family has been creating that delicious thin crust za that your mouth will tell you, this can only be Fox's. It's a Chicago Beverly Institution at 99th and Western, as well as in Orland Park, where they combine delicious food with an Irish pub ambiance. You got the best of both worlds. Still owned by Tom and Frank Fox, whose mom and dad, Frank and Teresa, bought the Western location from Al Capone's sister back in 1964. They open the doors in Orland at 73 at 143rd and Ravinia Avenue. You'll recognize the stone turrets of their Irish castle, whose great times have been celebrated for generations of Chicagoland Irish. Fox's is perfect for the whole family, pickup or delivery, or you can dine in, relax, and have a cocktail with your dinner, whether it's steak, ribs, chicken, or especially pizza. It's all good. Having a party? Fox's also does catering. Call Foxes in Beverly at 773-239-3212 or in Orland Park at 708-349-2111. They're proud sponsors of Hibernian Radio and all Irish first responders. Mention this show for a free toothpick. Gotta love that Foxes pizza. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, Call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste, recycling, and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. And we're back on Hibernian Radio. What a show this week. I don't know why. I'm getting in my groove here. Live going to the vault. And thanks to Jeff Lang for taking us to the vault. Okay, now... This is a time where we go to a little place called Hooligan. Deep, deep in deep, the south deep. side of Chicago. Get me out of here. So deep, deep, All deep. the way up to 93rd Street. Get me out of here, please. Across the tracks where they only spoke yakky dot. Oh. And the people barely survived on a strict diet of crunchy bunks and bamboo. Hey, man, you want another drink? Yes. Huh? Can I get you two? This yeah. This is almost 70 years we're talking. 70 when years? What? 
Oh. Something entered his cranium. His cranium? And wormed around his frontal lobes oh. and took him to a state of mind. Mind, yes. mind, mind. Didn't place on the other side of bunkers. Welcome, <laughs> crazy, silly, screwy. Have a seat. Known as Hooletown. Welcome to Hooletown. Don't stay too long, though. How come? Because you might not come back. Welcome to Hooletown. Why, thank you. And you're welcome. Mary says to Patty, if you were stranded on a desert island, who would you like most to be with? My Uncle Mick, replies Patty. What's so special about him, asks Mary. He's got a boat, says Patty. <laughs> Why does a man ask for a woman's hand in marriage? Because he's tired of using his own. Hey, everybody. Great show this week. <laughs> Thanks to Jeff Lang. Thanks for all of you. Thanks for coming to the vault with us. Be back next week, and we will see you later. Bye.